Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Well, it sure is great that you've taken the opportunity to join us this weekend here at The Advertising Show, being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Back in 2009, we had the pleasure of speaking with Gary Vaynerchuk out of New York. Gary, well, let's, let's just see how he's described here. A serial entrepreneur who has revolutionized the way people look at interacting with their communities while building his uh, family's local liquor store into a national industry leader he observed the extraordinary potential of what he dubbed the thank you economy now when we had gary on the show originally back in 2009 he was promoting the book uh, crush it uh, right now he's got a brand new book out though uh, obviously, we're not going to be able to talk about it because uh, this is an encore show on the advertising show. But but let me tell you a little bit about uh, the thank you economy. This is from Dick Costolo, CEO of Twitter. It says, Gary has seen the future of marketing. The thank you economy shows how it's built on both the time-honored techniques of listening to and appreciating customers and the newer services like Twitter that allow you to engage directly with customers at unprecedented scale and speed. The book, like Gary, is also a lot of fun and full of passion. And also, uh, Tony Shaw, CEO of Zappos, says the same thing pretty much. Gary is uh, one of those entrepreneurs who has discovered the secret to combining passion with business. Note that word, passion. And he is passionate about the customer experience. So his new book called The Thank You Economy, it will be released here uh, shortly, we believe. And uh, But right now, let's go back to, to 09 and the time that we had a t- chance to talk to Gary, he's a great guy and a lot of fun to interview. Hope you enjoy this encore performance here on The Advertising Show. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. You love Welcome back, as promised, Gary Vaynerchuk out of New York with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here at the Advertising Show. Uh, I, I really don't know what to call you. I could call you the, uh, let's see, I, I'll just get, I'll call you the king of social media, Gary. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you know, reading your uh, bio there, and Ray covered about 80% of it, what I want to know, Gary, is why the hell did you spend every weekend of your college years at your parents' wine store? Is it free wine, or you didn't have anything else to do? What's going on there? It's just the sad affairs of, of my, my journeys through the years. Um, you know, I was just very passionate about building my family business, and so I, uh, I hustled. I worked hard, and it, it was something I was focused on building, and I wasn't, uh, I was very impatient. I wanted to get going right away, and so in hindsight, I should have stayed back and partied with the girls, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So you're hey, popular with all the girls and the guys there. What kind of cologne do you wear, Gary? Well, you know, what happens is free beer was my cologne, and yeah. really, you know, that <laughs> makes you very popular. Right? Oh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. I like that. That's right. good. That's yeah. right. We might add that you built that uh, family business from four million to forty million, so nothing wrong with that. Let's talk a little bit about wine for a second. Something that uh, I've made a huge investment investment in over the years, and you know, I'm also a marketing executive, and have always associated the marketing of wine with that of art. For example, Gary, when I think of uh, 
price uh, of a price of a bottle of wine. You know, it, I've had expensive wines that taste great. I've had expensive wines that are mediocre. And, you know, it's kind of the same way with art. It's all consumer value perception, pretty much in the hands of the consumer. Yet wine producers uh, all over the place when it comes to pricing their product. Share with us some of the insights that you've uh, come up with on how the wine industry is unique and how they come up with their pricing and marketing of their products. Well, that's a great question. Thank you. That's one of the better questions I've been asked in a long time. Um, I uh, I think it's very fascinating. You have to understand the multi-billion-dollar industry that, at some level, once you start getting over fifteen dollars a bottle retail, was completely dictated by two entities: the Wine Spectator and Robert Parker. So it was, you know, we're just now because of social media getting out of this 15 to 20 year run where a couple of critics really dominated but to be, to be brutally honest the way wineries priced was pretty much grabbing you know a number out of thin air and then after they got a rating they basically adjusted i mean you know once you got a 94 95 point score from parker you would start changing your price points but sure. most wines priced within basically the category of what they thought they were it's as simple as that. I mean, it was a very interesting time. It's changed quite a bit, and you're getting a lot more consumer product people getting involved in the wine industry. It's getting a little more streamlined, but you really, really dealt with a farming community that didn't have a lot of business people involved, and there was really, really a lot of fragmentation on the retail end because of the liquor laws that are so archaic, and it was a very unique industry for a lot of reasons. And, um, and the pricing and the marketing, I felt, was completely out of whack. Not so much the pricing as the marketing. I just did not feel that the industry itself was speaking to the normal person. <laughs> and so I, that's really why I started WineLibrityTV.com, my video wine blog that really kind of got me involved in social media. I, I felt there was a massive voice missing, and I felt like I was going to fill that void. So uh, Parker and Wine Spectator and the others have uh, taken a diminished role now that people like yourself and other wine bloggers out there can uh, provide guidance and information, or is there still traditional media folks out there that influence? No, I, I, listen, Parker and Spectator are still important, but they're definitely not as important. And we've definitely seen a growth of, you know, my show, bloggers like Monography, and we've definitely seen sites like Corked and Cellar Tracker become more important and because of community-based scoring. And so, te you know, technology just changes the game. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. You know, I'm going to give you a chance to plug your, your book coming out, although don't give your publicist a raise because we didn't get an advanced copy, one of the few we never re received. <laughs> here. But, but uh, tell us a little bit about your new book, Crush It. I know it's to be released this fall. Yes, thank you. Uh, crush it, book.com, crush it. Uh, I'm writing a book about how I kind of went about building my personal brand through social media, how it's built on sweat equity and getting in the trenches much more than it's built on um, really, you know, dollars and cents. And that's a major branding change in our society. So I look at a high level, talk about how, you know, television is going to be kind of the next industry to really have to adjust or or, you know, really there's no, you know, alternatives. And and then really get into the details of how somebody can really find their passion, build a business. I mean, here's what it comes down to. Sally Arkansas, if she loves zucchini, can build a blog or content around zucchini and make more than the average 
American income. And, and to me, that's shocking that the gatekeepers and the advertising dollars and all this is shifting. This is a printing press movement. This isn't a fad. And the quicker people realize it, the quicker they're going to get involved, the quicker they're going to be able to pick up opportunities and live, their, uh, live a better life, really. Well, I know you just started uh, VaynerMedia, and we're going to talk a little bit about that next segment. But since you're talking about social media and how you've been out to, uh, and the influence of social media and, and traditional marketing and so forth, I know you're a big fan of uh, Twitter. Talk a little bit about what you call your Twitter experience. Yeah, uh, so Twitter, yeah, I'm a big fan of Twitter, and though I'll be honest with you, even in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've, I've had d- less excitement about Twitter than I have in the past. I'm very hot on Facebook again because of some of the things they've done. But I did do a Twitter experiment last December where I sent out a tweet for a discount to winelibrary.com, and I also spent 7500 bucks on a billboard and on on a newspaper campaign, and we got more codes and more redemptions from Twitter than we did from the other $23,000 combined. <laughs> and that is powerful. The end. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's really business 101. This cost me $0. Now, it didn't. That's not fair. I put in years of sweat equity to build my brand sure, sure. In, in those trenches. But still, the return is substantial, and it's something that a lot of people have to pay attention to. And so spending $0 and getting you know 1,500 orders or plus, and then spending $23,000 and getting half of that is a very eye-opening experience. It sounds like a plan. Gary Vaynerchuk is our special guest out of New York. Uh, it is uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on The Advertising Show. More coming up in just a moment. Stay right here. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I used to be alone in a crowd. You're on the advertising show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. I'm out of New York. A very special guest is Gary Vaynerchuk, who is uh, actually uh, running, uh, runs a great store in uh, New Jersey, a three-story wine store called the Wine Library. Gary, I see from your bio you have a Russian uh, background as well as your, your parents go. I've got a bottle of Russian number six beer in the fridge here at the studios. I, I, I've not opened it yet, but is it good beer? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's not bad. I, you know, I've had it once or twice, and I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, you know, I, I, I tend to be more of a lambic guy, but not bad. Okay, is it better than number five? Is that what it is? No, number five is the best number in the world. That's my favorite number. Please don't ever talk about number five. Again. Okay, so I'll go get some number five. Never mind. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Yeah, uh, last segment you mentioned uh, you're you're not as big of a fan of Twitter as you were of your now Facebook uh, fan. I hope both of those social media figure out how to turn a profit, or we're going to be talking about you know what used oh, to be uh, opportunities for quick. people I mean, like you. But why I'm a, a bigger fan of Facebook today than Twitter? Well, let me let me just make one point. Anybody who doesn't realize that Facebook and Twitter are going to become profitable, <laughs> back to what you just said, does not fully understand, in my opinion, how American business works and world business works. We're in the eyeballs business. I mean, period. And Facebook has 400 million users. So 
and Twitter, I mean, if Twitter enabled search buying ads right now on their search pages, they would become profitable overnight. So the guys, the entrepreneurs that are involved, I mean, we're talking about Evan Williams. He sold Blogger to Google already and made millions of dollars. These guys are not amateurs. I think, I think what, what I'm excited about is that Facebook's opened up their search and their Facebook fan page is much more powerful than your normal Twitter page. I think it's also a statement to the game changes. You know, in March of 08, I'm yelling and screaming on Facebook that Twitter is going to be a problem for Facebook and they need to pay attention to it. And now here we are in August of 09, and I just said to you, oh, oh, you know, forget what I said, it's changed. And then Google Wave is going to come out in December and probably change all that. And so there's going to be so many shifts. This, this whole platform is moving very quickly. The Internet itself is the platform that changed the game. All these platforms and applications on top of it, websites, they're going to change monthly, weekly, yearly. And what's imperative is for people to stay abreast and understand the subtle changes that are going on day to day that are really impacting it. Yeah, I think it was a smart move that they uh, came up with their search and uh, Facebook did. They stumbled uh, not so long ago in attempting to monetize their uh, their membership, but they uh, recovered from that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Twitter since we're talking about that. You have top Twitter tips. What are they, Gary? Um, I would say a couple things. First and foremost, it's about listening, right? Too many people just want to get on Twitter and start talking, and nobody's ever a fan of that. So. I think that it's about using search and listening to what people are asking you, the kind of questions they're asking you, what they need from you, things of that nature. So that that would be one thing that I'm I'm, I'm very, very um, passionate about. Number two, um, it's really about working the room instead of giving a presentation. So what I mean by that is um, there's just too many people that um, sit around and want to just dictate and instead, they need to go into the trenches and shake hands virtually. Uh, and what I mean by that is, again, maybe with search listening, you're looking for people that are talking about you. With a cocktail party analogy, you're going and you're searching terms of things that you're passionate about. For me, it'd be wine and business and advertising and marketing and branding. And just, you know, saying at Sally Pants 49, I agree with you. Or today, I could say at Tom. I know, can you believe that the Gap moved all their TV budget to online? Wild. This is where things are going. So, you know, it's important for, for people to understand that there's a, a substantial opportunity to go into Twitter and become part of the community, engage, interact, instead of just using it as a press release. Uh, what do you think are some of the mistakes as we wrap up this segment, the bigger mistakes that uh, businesses make on Twitter trying to market their products and services? Think of it as an addition. They don't look at it as a necessity or core aspect of business. They look at it as this new thing that, oh, we should spend a couple bucks with a person on it. So lack of commitment, mental DNA. On the Advertising Show, Ray Shillman's Brad Forsyth, our special guest, Gary Vaynerchuk out of New York. Uh, How about a little more conversation? We'll do another segment with Gary here in just a minute. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Here 
here are some most happy fellas, the four lads for four. Welcome back, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. It is the advertising show, and our special guest out of New York is Gary Vaynerchuk. And how how does one get uh, Conan O'Brien to lick salted rocks, and why would they want to do that? Why would he want to do it, Gary? Uh, We were proving to people, we were showing them in a creative way how I built my palate. From 17 to 21, I wanted to be a wine expert. My parents would not let me drink. So you know when you read the Wine Spectator reviews or shelf talkers in a store, anything they said on there, I went out and tried. So, you know, minerals and Mm -hmm. grass. And the only thing I stayed away from was cat pee in New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. I couldn't get myself to drink cat (laughs) piss. But other than that, I was pretty much putting all sorts of things in my mouth and dirt for Burgundy and Bordeaux was definitely one of those things, and Conan is a sport, and we went there. I've actually had a good scotch that tasted like it came right onto my mulch uh, in the front yard, so it's, I can understand that. It's good. Absolutely. Scotches really go there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's probably a generational thing, but we didn't eat grass uh, when we were between uh, 18 <laughs> and 21. It's right. something else. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let me give you a chance, uh, Gary, to talk a little bit about uh, Vayner Media. It's a new company you created. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, my brother AJ finally graduated from college. We were waiting for three years. Finally. Finally. The dog. He gra- oh, he graduated in time. He just wanted to drop out so we could make millions of dollars together starting VaynerMedia. Oh, um, we, uh, we have a consultancy agency that we, we're a storytelling company, so we help brands storytell in the social media spaces, and we think it's more cost-effective than traditional advertising, and most big brands are starting to realize they need to get involved at some level. And we've been very successful replicating what, what we've been able to do for me and my personal brand for other brands. And it's been very exciting. We, you know, we're working with the New York Jets, which is our favorite football team, so that's a lot of fun, and, and a lot of other major brands. And um, it's exciting. It's just an exciting opportunity for us to really show Fortune 100s and startups uh, like Babaco, which is a, a, an amazing baby company that we deal with out of Chicago, how to really, at a very low cost, get involved with customers. You know, this is really uh, just a clarification on your company from my standpoint. Some of the literature that your people sent our producers mentions that you have a an incredible resource for business owners that look to maximize their marketing on a dime. And it also mentions that some of your clients, as you just mentioned, some big notable brands, uh, P&G and Disney were a couple that were mentioned in the literature that we received. And it struck me, Gary, as a, a interesting uh, interesting from a positioning standpoint, I guess. Usually a, a company like your own uh, c- uh, caters to either a small business sector or large global entities such as a P&G or Disney, but yet you've it sounds like chosen to serve both uh, business sectors. Am I getting this right? No, you know, you, you're really getting me excited because you're asking, like, it's <laughs> another very good question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting nuance, and I'm glad you picked up on it. We feel very capable of being able to do both. We feel that the game is the same. It's about authenticity, transparency, creativity. These are all catchphrases. What does it come down to? Make stuff happen, right? Mm-hmm. Come up with ideas and get your hands dirty and shake some hands and kiss some babies and let people care about your brand and make sure your content is good and get to the tastemakers of the new world. And, and we, uh, we feel like there's, you know, obviously both sides benefit, whether you're really small or you're really large. And for us, we're very entrepreneurial. So if we have very small clients come to us, we do get, you know, equity plays in exchange because we are charging a lot of money per month retainer, and that's why we have the big guys. Um, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting balance, but what it's doing for us 
especially my DNA, is it allows me to scratch my itch because I love the fact that I'll come up with a package that may show up in every Walmart send cap in America and a concept for a CPG company. But at the same token, there's also nothing more exciting to me than to take some guy and gal who have an idea and really bring it to market. So, I mean, it's just it's allowing us to enjoy ourselves in two very different entrepreneurial ventures. Well, you know, I can't let you get out of here without uh, sharing a wine tip with us. I'm a big uh, fan of buying second label from prestigious brands. One of a, an example of that is a great uh, producer out of Napa Valley. Dairy Oosh has a second label called Caravan, which unfortunately, uh, after launching it, uh, bumped the price up based on how quickly it uh made it off the market and was cherished by consumers like, I guess, me, I suppose. But any wine tips uh, along those lines for us before I let you go, Gary? Absolutely. A couple things. 19, ni- oh, excuse me, 19, Jesus. 2007 Napa Valley is going to be the best and most exciting vintage uh, since 1994. So that's something a lot of people need to pay attention to. Number two, Portugal. Portuguese red wines, especially from the Dodo and from the Dow, are completely, completely underrated and massively over-delivering quality. You can buy great, great wines for $12 to $15. And number two, and number three, excuse me, and probably the single most important one is I'm so tired of people drinking the same types of wine over and over. There are so many wines out there, Greco de Tufa, Tanat, Cabernet Franc, Rodejo, all these amazing varietals, and we drink 12 of them, Cabernet, Merlot, Pinot Noir, Zin. Um, it, it, expand your palate. Go out and try a Gewürztraminer and a Gruner Veltliner. Go out and try these things because they will fundamentally um, expand your palate. If you go out and try a different type of wine for one straight year, at the end of that year, you are a wine expert. Those are good tips to end with, and we invite you to go to winelibrarytv.com or garyvaynerchuk.com as well. Gary, it's been a blast having you here. Guys, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun for me. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth of The Advertising Show, back in just a minute. So there you have it, the interview that we had back in 09 with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, the Thank You Economy is his new book. Check it out. It's uh, it's a great book as well. Or just find out more about Gary. He's been on television. He's everywhere. And uh, he's got that thing called passion. Uh, we like that. Uh, thanks for joining us this weekend. Ray and Brad, the advertising show being powered by Shipple.com. That's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. It's a powerful platform called Tendency uh, that we use here at the AdvertisingShow.com website. And there's a ton more of great stuff at Shipple.com that you can find out. This is truly uh, an incredible marketing vehicle for your business. Check it out, Shipple.com. Advertising show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. For Ray and Brad, this is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Talk to you next week. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications. And it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.